You sit, sit in a relaxed posture, but sit up straight so that you feel less sleepy. Close your eyes. Have your posture reflect the state of mind of not leaning forward, trying to grab things or see what's coming next not being so laid back that you can't connect to the present moment. Just that still point, that feeling of being centered in the body. Begin by directing the feeling of metta, loving kindness towards yourself. Very gently from the heart center, repeating the phrases, may I be free from danger. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being. To be free from danger means to be free from inner danger of guilt and remorse and fear, regret, anger, and outer danger. The consequences of having become lost in these states, having done things that have harmed others in some way, This brings consequences. People become angry at us, they judge us. We fear their reactions. To be free from inner danger and outer danger. To have mental happiness, to be at peace with what is, to have a sense of spaciousness. being able to take delight in our experience rather than be afraid of it, try to push it away. To physical happiness, to have comfort, ease in the body, to have ease of well-being, not to have to struggle to have a livelihood and to maintain our lives. May I be free from danger. 
may I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being. Very gently, as though holding the phrases, allow them to come. May I be free from danger. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being. As different distractions arise, seem to capture your attention. Whenever you become aware of that, see if you can let go without elaboration, without commentary, without judgment. Simply let go and return to the expression of the loving feeling through the phrases. Many different states may come and go. You don't need to be bothered by them. Very tranquil way, seeing that they are just passing phenomena. Let them go. Return the attention to the repetition of the phrases. May I be free from danger. May I 
mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being. Or somebody comes up in your mind that you actually have no feeling about particularly, not especially liking them or disliking them. And for this person as well, although there's no personal liking, can offer or extend this sense of connectedness simply by virtue of being alive. You have a certain sense of this person. You can hold it in your heart. Repeat these same phrases. Extending the feeling of love and care towards them. May be free from danger. May you have mental happiness. May you have physical happiness. May you have ease of well-being. cooled out out there.
In the Tibetan tradition of Buddhism, there's a story about a person who's sitting by a temple in meditation, and somebody comes by and interrupts him, asks what he's doing. The person replies that he's sitting there cultivating patience. At that point, the visitor says something really nasty to him, and the guy who's meditating gets very angry. The moral of the story is that while he had been sitting there cultivating patience, he actually hadn't had any opportunity to practice patience until this person came by and was really nasty. In this way, we can have a sense of knowing how to regard the role that people with whom we have difficulty can have in our lives. We can actually respect that role of so-called enemy or person that we have difficult feeling towards. Because without this person, with no one playing that role, it would be very hard to actually practice what we cultivate. It would be hard to move from being bound or limited to being boundless, to being limitless in our extension or offering of loving care and kindness. So it's quite an important role. Because of that, despite our differences and despite lingering bad feeling that there might be between people, we do extend out of a sense of basic connectedness. We extend the feeling of metta. So as you sit, you can generate feeling of loving-kindness, staying settled and concentrated, the repetition of the phrases, directing the feeling towards yourself, benefactor, friend, a neutral person, and perhaps someone you have difficulty with, if there is such a person that comes to mind. begin by directing the feeling of loving care towards yourself very gently, as though you were holding yourself. Allow the words to arise from the heart center. Having the mind settle on the words, finding rest on the words.
focusing on just one phrase at a time. And very gently, don't try to force it. feeling of spaciousness and allowing and connection directed towards oneself. May I be free from danger. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being. as though the words are arising from within the heart area. Not being directed from outside of ourselves or from the head. May I be free from danger. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being. And direct this feeling, love and care towards yourself. After some time, towards a benefactor, and a friend, a neutral person. And if there is someone in your life with whom there's an unresolved conflict or difficulty, see if you can extend this feeling of loving care, fundamental sense of connectedness towards them.
can start by reflecting on some of the benefits of loving-kindness, either the ones I talked about last night in the classical list, or anything that's meaningful to you in terms of what might happen in your life. Not long, discursive thinking, but calling to mind different elements of experience you think might be important. Calling these to mind with a sense of knowing, of being confident that actually cultivating this quality will bring these results. Because of this confidence, we feel happiness. And then begin by directing a feeling of loving-kindness towards yourself, repeating those phrases that you have settled upon as being meaningful for yourself, like, may I be free from danger, may I have mental happiness, may I have physical happiness, may I have ease of well-being. And remain sensitive to the energy with which you say these phrases, not getting tense or too enthusiastic, jumping ahead. Just stay with one moment at a time. Also with a sense of clarity. Say the phrases one by one, knowing the meaning. Whenever your attention should wander, don't feel discouraged. Just as soon as you realize that, understanding that whatever has arisen is just part of a passing show. You don't need to get involved with it. You don't need to judge it. Simply let go of it and return to saying these phrases. May I be free from danger. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being.
being free from danger, having happiness, knowing ease and simplicity, can begin to extend that feeling towards all beings everywhere without distinction, without discrimination, repeating over and over again phrases like, may all beings be free from danger, all living beings, all creatures, all individuals, all those in existence, everything that draws breath, all beings, may they be free from danger, may they have mental happiness, may they have physical happiness, may they have ease of well-being. Just as I want to be free from danger, so may all living beings be free from danger. Just as I want to have mental happiness, so may all, all living beings have mental happiness. Just as I want to have physical happiness, so may all living beings have physical happiness. Just as I want to have ease of well-being, so may all living beings have ease of well-being. All beings, near and far, known and unknown, those we like, those we don't like, whoever they are, simply by virtue of the fact that they are alive and want happiness, may they come to have this fulfilled. All beings, all living beings, all creatures, all individuals, all those in existence, May all beings be free from danger. May all beings have mental happiness. May all beings have physical happiness. May all have ease of well-being. And over and over again, in a very gentle way, you can repeat these phrases using all beings, all living beings, whatever comes to mind, extending in a boundless way without discrimination. And if particular beings come to mind as individuals, can offer this feeling towards them before moving on to have a sense of radiating this kind of energy without limit and without boundary.
May all beings be free from danger, have mental happiness, have physical happiness, have ease of well-being. The energy of compassion is a quivering or a trembling of the heart in response to pain. It's often confused with anger, which is that striking out against, trying to push away the experience or the sight, sound, or pain. To engender the feeling of compassion We think of someone that we know who is suffering a lot. Or if no one comes to mind who's in that state, we think of someone who is doing a lot of unskillful actions, thereby planting the seeds of suffering. Hold a sense of one of these two people in the heart and repeat over and over just one phrase. Something like, may you be free of your pain and sorrow, or just may you be free. Again, coordinating the repetition of the phrase with the feeling of the breath at the heart center, if you find that helpful. Feel the quality of compassion and observe other mind states that may arise. Shrinking, back, fear, anger. You can either continue working with the 
phrases and the feelings of metta, loving-kindness, as we've been doing, or focus on the development of the feeling of compassion. If you're focusing on the feeling of compassion, you begin with holding the sense of a being that you know who is suffering or who has the potential for suffering because of their own actions. And then just expand that feeling to all beings everywhere. Since all of us have this potential, just in the natural course of changing events of life, this constant movement of pleasure and pain. And so, begin with a person whose pain is quite obvious to you right now. Move on to all beings everywhere without distinction and without exclusion. And again, as particular people or beings come to mind, you can just direct that feeling towards them. Just one phrase, very simple. Do you have any questions? Yes, it could be done towards oneself as well. Again, the, um, the great masquerade, which I'll talk about a lot more tonight, is, is sorrow or grief or anger in place of compassion. And they're actually different feelings, but um, not so easy to distinguish. You know? And so that's why... Uh, Again, it's, it's a kind of gradual progression, especially towards oneself. practice of extending feelings of loving-kindness or extending feelings of compassion or whatever aren't particularly going to liberate somebody from a sense of I. They liberate us from a lot of the great excesses that come from that sense of I. You know, really acting unconsciously um, they really purify the heart, which becomes a great ground for understanding, you know, for, for being able to see through um, the misconception, really, the concept of self. Neither practice is designed to get rid of the I, since the, the fundamental sense is that there never was an I to begin with and that it's, it's this big mistake we walk around with, this, this concept. So either practice will not work with that kind of attacking energy, 
you know, of, of demolishing something and uh, trying to get rid of something, you know, kill the ego. In Vipassana, we just pay attention to things as they are. And so everything gets revealed. You know, in metta, we really purify the heart so that in paying attention, we're doing that from a place of great balance and purity and non-greed and non-aversion. And it really, it sets a ground, you know, for the, the um, deepening of insight. In very classical teachings, like in the time of the Buddha, mostly people did a concentration practice for some time, like the practice of loving kindness or whatever was suited to their own temperament. And it was only after creating this ground that people actually went on to insight practices to really um, move to uncover the nature of things and to try to deeply understand the nature of the self or lack of self. And in fact, even before people did concentration practices, there were all kinds of teachings, um, a little bit like what I spoke about last night, really contemplating the good things you've done. You know, people were instructed, you sit down and reflect on all the good things you've done and reflect on generosity and and all of these things because the Buddha taught that that place of joy and lightness and happiness and purity of mind was the best place from which to undertake a deep discovery of how things actually are, to be able to look at pain directly, you know, without having the kinds of reactions we ordinarily have, to be able to look at change, to be able to look at how out of control things are, you know, in the um, understanding of not-self. And again, I think that is something that's a little different in our cultural conditioning, you know, that it's really okay to be happy <laughs> and to undertake these kinds of deep explorations from this place of spaciousness and openness and joy. You know, it's much, much harder when the mind is constricted and it's tight and it's heavy and it's dark and we're feeling all of this remorse and all of this pain. You know, we don't have the energy and the kind of pliability of mind to really look deeply and carefully. And so all of these were considered foundation practices. First of all, in the practice, you know, as in any practice, you have to just allow whatever happens. Don't try to analyze it. Don't try to make it go away. Don't resist it. In the directing of the feeling, you know, of compassion, many things may arise. You know, just let them come, let them go. You know, that's the purification, is having it arise. Um, And in the way we relate to it. 
I would also try to alternate between, say, this friend and all beings, you know, so that it's a more universal feeling and not uh, so exclusively personal. And then just keep practicing, you know, and see what happens. There is a difference between the feeling of grief and the feeling of compassion which I'll talk about, you know, a lot more. But we can sense it somehow, you know, just in the, the different kinds of energy it gives us to respond. You know, grief is shattering and it's debilitating. It doesn't necessarily allow us to reach out, you know, and, and to move forward. It's close to compassion. You know, it's not that it's a million miles away. It's quite close. But there's something different in just this, this tenderness. It's, it's literally translated as trembling of the heart, you know, or quivering of the heart in response to pain. There's an element in grief of aversion, of finding something unbearable. You know, and so we, we just want it to be different because we can't bear the pain of it. And that's very different than compassion, which can bear all things and still reach out, you know, in this tenderness, in, in wanting something to change. But, it, I mean, to make the distinction, you know, is not that easy. And so it's just looking and looking at your own feeling and not judging, you know, not getting into um, a disparagement of what you're feeling because it's not what you think you should be feeling really just doing it, you know, planting those seeds and seeing what happens and just accept, you know, whatever happens. Okay, it's time to walk. In Pali as mudita, which means sympathetic joy or rejoicing in the happiness of others, rather than feeling envious or jealous or seeing somebody being happy and feeling badly about our own situation relative to theirs. It's taking delight and happiness in the happiness of others. To practice this quality of mudita We first think of someone that we know who's a very dear friend, who's very fortunate. Good things are happening for them. Holding a sense of that person, we repeat a phrase that says something like, may your happiness stay with you. Rather than feeling, if they were a little less happy, I'd feel better about myself or some such thing. May it stay with you. (coughs) Having extended that feeling towards someone that we're quite close to, 
We extend it in a general way to all beings everywhere. May your happiness not leave you. Cultivating the ability to take delight in others' good fortune, in their happiness. Cultivate the feeling of equanimity by first calling to mind someone who serves as a neutral figure for us. We don't particularly have a strong like or dislike of this person. And once again, we repeat a phrase or phrases. Anything that is meaningful to you that conveys the sense of beings being responsible for their own happiness and unhappiness. To say it in a very calm and balanced way, not pushing away this person. Just a recognition of that fact. traditional phrase is, all beings are the owners of their karma. Their happiness and unhappiness depends upon their actions, not upon my wishes for them. You can evolve any phrase that is meaningful to you. Acknowledging this with a neutral person. After some time, a good friend or benefactor. Then after some time, a person you might have difficulty with. And then after some time, with yourself. That our happiness and unhappiness comes from our actions, the things we care about, and the choices that we make, not from wishing. A neutral person, a good friend, a difficult person, yourself, And then finally, all beings. All beings are the owners of their karma. 
Their happiness and unhappiness depends upon their actions, not upon my wishes. Or if you would prefer, you can cultivate the feeling of equanimity simply by observing. Being mindful of whatever arises at any of the six sense doors to know what you are thinking and feeling, feeling in the body, hearing, seeing, whatever it is, without having the mind move forward to grab on to what is happening or shrinking back, pulling away. Take a deep breath and relax the body. Feel a sense of being centered in the present moment. Without reaching forward to see what may be coming next. Without looking back to what has already gone by. feeling of loving kindness towards all beings is like the feeling that a parent has for a child. It's that much sense of connectedness and care and tenderness. All beings somehow are connected, we are part of one whole. In the fabric of the universe, part of nature. Perhaps, as it's said in the text, through innumerable lifetimes we have been children and parents to one another. There is something that we share. reflect on what for you seem to be the benefits of developing a power of mind of concentration and a loving heart. Again, do this reflection with confidence, knowing that in time, through the cultivation of these qualities, they will happen.
begin to direct the feeling of loving care towards yourself through the repetition of whatever phrases are meaningful to you. Such as, may I be free from danger. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being. This is very gentle, as though a rain were falling upon yourself. Don't try to force things. Or say the words, try to hold on to them in too tight a way. One of the best pieces of advice that Upandita ever gave me was the time when he said, stop trying to make things better. Just do what you have to do. And that is planting of seeds. One moment after the next. One phrase and then another. Directing the feeling of love and care through the repetition of the phrases towards oneself. one at a time, very quietly, and with full attention. Whenever your mind should happen to wander and you become lost, then don't worry. All that arises in the realm of experience is merely part of a passing show. Planning and imagining and daydreaming and anger and joy and all of it. You don't have to consider it to be yourself. You don't have to fight against it. Let go as quickly as you can and return to the repetition of the phrase, one phrase at a time. And after some time, using yourself as a basis, knowing what you truly wish for yourself. Extend that to all beings everywhere, without distinction, without exclusion. This talk was given by Sharon Salzberg at Insight Meditation Society in April 1988. It is an offering of the Dharma Seed. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.